Awesome. The E is silent. No, people forget that. My, the E in my last no. name is silent. The 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 E in oh yeah, Calixte. Calixte. No, that's not. That's how white people would think white people say. Calixte. Be it, Calixte. Calixte. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like my football coach. <laughs> Calixte. While we were waiting for, for us to get online, uh, Fergie's playing Kanye West. And I'm like over here writing, I'm writing my R&R. And good album, but he's so distracting. But like, this this brings me to my question. Who uh, who listens to Big Sean? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Apparently, we said that people loved his mixtapes. That's what, it, even though I thought they were okay, they were they weren't terrible. Yeah. They were they were oh, cool. They were okay, but yeah, his mixtapes were okay. They're actually listenable. But the albums are awful. Wait, what? What? What was your question, Rob? Do you listen to Big Sean? No. Mm-hmm. Not really. No. Okay. So that's my question: is why, like, who listens to Big Sean? I have no idea. Oh wait, I didn't hear the last part of what you said, Rob. You kind of cut off. Okay, hold on. Hold on one second. I was I was saying that was my question: is uh, who listens? Then so who actually listened to Big Sean? Who like I want to know where the where this fan base is. Like, because they're scattered, obviously, but for some reason, whenever Big Sean comes to a city, they congregate from, like, all parts of that city or state or whatever. And I want to know who are these fans. Because, yeah, Big Sean's just, like, I don't know. You have these mediocre rappers, and, like, they obviously have a standard, and I think he is their standard. I think people... Okay, I think J. Cole fans that delusionally think Big Sean is as good as J. Cole, those are the Big Sean fans. So it's, I think people, people no, not all not all J. Cole fans. I'm saying delusional J. Yeah. I think J, regular, the average J. Cole fan is cool. I have no issue with the average J. Cole fan. But there are delusional J. Cole fans that think <laughs> Big Sean is equal to J. Cole Therefore, I have an excuse to listen to Big Sean. I think that's where Big Sean's fan base is coming from. That's yes. my theory. Dang. Yeah. yeah. So Big no Sean. disrespect to actual, because I've met actual J. Cole fans. They're cool people. So I'm, I'm, I'm good with them. Sure. I think it's the weird. See, I'm not, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with the people that are fan. Like, I'm not going to sit somebody down and, if, oh, you're a Big Sean fan? Are you okay? Like, I'm not going to. That's not where I'm at. I'm just like. I would not buy tickets to see Big Sean. Is what I'm no, I'm just, I'm just trying to answer your question. I'm, I'm theorizing. I hop on different music blogs and chat rooms. And, yeah, you know. but but I'm like, I'm not... I, I, I know that, okay, they're fans of his for a reason. And for their, you know, they have their reason, whatever. That's great. I just, yeah. I don't get it is what I'm saying. Yeah. No, I got you. Because like, I listen to one podcast and there's a, a 19-year-old kid on there. And the other people on the podcast were like our age, like 30, 31. Someone was like late 30s. They asked a 19-year-old kid, like, 
you 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 with Big Sean? Like what what's popping? We trying to understand where this fan base is coming from. He was hmm. like, man, Big Sean's trash. I don't know. Me and my friends don't listen to him. We listen to Kendrick. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, I like he has, okay. so he has his one line, and this is this is this is like this is my proof. One of and one okay. piece of it for me. My proof is he has his line on the song he has with Drake. And the line basically is, my grandmother's gone. She's not around. So I got to hustle. I got to get up because I can't let them down. That's pretty generic. It's not <laughs> generic, but listen to what the punchline is supposed to be. <laughs> I got to get up because I can't let them down. Oh, wow. That's, that, actually so that is supposed punchline. to be the punchline. It is That's the stupid Whatever. So his best bet is to trick people into thinking his lines are just okay. Yeah. We actually listen to that punchline. It's it's actually a terrible line. No, they're. So I'm not going to say that he's not. See, that's my thing. I'm not saying he's not good. What I am saying is that there are so many rappers better than him. Of course. I don't think. I don't think. I I think there's a style that comes that comes with him. I think that's really what it is. There's some out no. There's albums he's done that are unlistened. Like I can't listen to. They're just like yeah. there are worse punchlines than those. I think his best work. <laughs> I think it, he came out on an album I think two years ago, and it was like average. I was very impressed. I was like, man, you actually made an average album. Faster than Twitter. Like I'm impressed. I'm impressed, Big Sean. You're you're actually average. So maybe that album validates his his your point, Rob. That he is okay. average at best. Okay. Well, um, we could talk about rappers and Big Sean all day. But uh, <laughs> hey, guys. Um, well, welcome to our podcast. Uh, this is where we come together. Uh, we watch all the Marvel movies and the MCU uh, individually, and we come together on a video chat to discuss it. As you know, COVID 19 um, has really affected uh, this nation and this world. And so, uh, to keep us busy, to keep us uh, engaged, um, you know, with social distancing and everything. We're on a video chat and we're binge watching Marvel because that's just what you do when you're home all day alone. Um, my name is Rob and with us are a few of my friends. Rinaldi. Elise. And I'm Fergie. You've tuned into episode 13 and we're going to talk about Captain America Civil War. Captain America and the rest of the Avengers are running a mission in Nigeria to capture a terrorist named Crossbones. During the course of the mission, nine Wakandans are killed, along with several other innocent people caught in the crossfire. The governments of the world realize that the Avengers have operated with independence and power for too long and decide to force them to sign the Sokovia Accords. A government document by the UN that forces the Avengers to operate under UN control, not independently. This splits the Avengers apart, with some people agreeing with Cap, Captain America, to not sign the Accords, and other people agreeing with Tony Stark, Iron Man, to not to sign the Accords and to go along with the protocol. In the process, the team ends up in a conflict of violent proportions, while Captain America races to find 
uh, the person responsible for a terrorist attack on the king of Wakanda, Bucky Barnes, his best friend. Can Cap not only uh, resolve the conflict between his fellow Avengers mates, but also save his friend Bucky? Captain America Civil War is designed to answer this question. Um, I found an audience review from actually a, a year ago um, from a Mohit Menderada. Hmm. And Come on, basically his last paragraph sums up how he thinks. And he says, I personally like the first two editions of Captain America much more. This one lacked an enthralling storyline. And as much as I like the battle between Team Stark and Team Rogers, it didn't really lead to anything in the end. Spider-Man was at his hilarious best once again. <laughs> he was the saving grace in the movie. But in the end, it was a pretty forgettable movie and definitely not nearly as good as the earlier two editions. Ooh. Whoa. Wow. Okay, we obviously did not see the same movie. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay, or maybe we did. Maybe we did. Dang. I don't know. That's those are uh, those are fighting words, um, <laughs> you know. But res respect his opinion, you know. Uh, it's all good. Um, we're gonna talk more about it, Fergie. What did you find? All right. Um, from my boy Sh Shayora Bora, two years ago he wrote this. This was an excellent balanced movie. When you watch it, you feel for both the sides. Though it had 12 characters, it never felt overstuffed with plot holes like BVS, which had only three characters to deal with. The airport scene is fun and filled in action-packed, whereas the final fight in the third act is dead serious and nerve-wracking. P.S. The villain is having a genuine, having genuine motivation. Okay. It's a brilliant follow-up to The Winter Soldier and Age of Ultron. I recommend I recommend it to all. Okay. Very interesting. Yeah, um, seriously. Yeah, that's very interesting. Okay. Well, we're going to spend some time talking about this. But before we do, uh, what would you grade this movie? We're doing letter grades today. What would you grade this movie? <gasps> letter grades? <laughs> there it is. Um, I think... I think I'm going to give this movie a B minus. And the reason <laughs> I say that. It's, okay. I, I, I mean, the reason I say that, I think I'm a, I'm going to admit it's somewhat a, an emotional decision for me to rate it low that like that. Um, <laughs> um, just because I think I've just been married to the what the um i don't know if any of you guys have played on um xbox 360 um marvel ultimate alliance so i kind of know that okay. the civil war is supposed to involve so many more heroes and so yes. i know there's rights in different <laughs> things and so you can't oh, add all the heroes and villains that are supposed to be there but it really disturbed there, there are 12 me I this movie. 12 huh <laughs> There are 12 people in this movie. They got Spider-Man. They're supposed to have so much more. But like that, uh, but again, this is a somewhat more, emotional yeah. rating. So I'm putting that out there. Um, <laughs> like the story itself is okay. That's fair. But I think because I'm still like, mm -hmm. oh man, there was supposed to be so much more. 
and like, you know, so much more people involved. I just kind of was like, eh. And um, yeah, I don't know. So yeah, I, I'm I'm at a B minus for that. Um, I don't I don't agree with the review that I read to you guys, but at the same time, there's like pieces of it where he's just kind of like, oh well, you know the uh one the previous Captain America was better. I don't think it's better than the first one, um, but the mm. but Winter Soldier is still the best Captain America. So I think I agree on that end. But yeah, it just it kind of was missing some zing, which I guess we can talk about a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But yeah, due to the that that zing that's missing, plus the fact that I wanted yeah. to see more people, I'm gonna put it at a B minus. <laughs> okay, okay, dang. Okay, wow. well, well, that's it. Okay, B minus. All right, let's see. Can anybody go lower than? Oh that? man, <laughs> you'll give me a heart attack. Are you guys going to I thought I was like going to be the lowest one. <laughs> all right. All right, Fergie, what you got? I gave this movie an A. I liked it a lot. Um, I I think, well, I, I agree with my reviewer. Like, having 12 characters on the screen is such an accomplishment. Like, they did it in a way that wasn't um, too much or felt, like, dizzying for whatever reason and they even introduced new characters in that and it still made sense so i thought that was really well done um for me there weren't any real boring scenes like some of the other movies some of the other movies had just really like terrible scenes um but um yeah so yeah i really enjoyed this movie it felt like this is this movie was meant to be like an iron man 3 movie and you can even make an argument that it would be a better iron man Three movie, but Wait, what? Um, but but Tony's the antagonist. What? But still, oh okay. It's to shake it sure up, shake things up. I think <laughs> it, it is. Who's trying to shake things up? Here. <laughs> it was Avengers. Um, it was Avengers. But I don't know. I think like, yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay. It, it could have been an Avengers. Movie it's too. a cat movie. It's a. Cat, it's about Bucky. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's about Bucky. <laughs> We know we're going to talk, why, why you, talk about that. Fighting? But it's absolutely... Because Bucky <laughs> okay. blew up the king of Wakanda. Okay, we're, we're not going to talk about the plot right. again. I'm sorry. We're going to talk about the movie later. We're I disagree. About... I'm just disagreeing okay. with all three of you guys. Her... Oh, dude. All three? Because y'all um, nodded when Fergie um, said what she gonna, said. Look, we're going to talk about all of uh, that. We're going to talk about all of that. We have like an hour and a half, two hours to talk about right. everything we like. Y'all, y'all got my blood boiling. I um, thought this was going to be... This is just our letter grade. Oh, I thought this was going to be a walk in the park. But nah, I thought this was going to be a walk in the park. People applaud this the movie. Park? This was a popular movie. Oh, no, now no, you no, got no, a B minus. You got cap two point five. Y'all, y'all got me. Anyway, Ronaldo is triggered. Yeah, Ronaldo's triggered. But yeah, that's why I would give this movie an A. I really enjoyed it, and I would definitely watch it again. Look, if you want to trigger Ronaldo, just say Iron Man three. You, <laughs> yeah. um, nah, I moved on from that. <laughs> I'm gonna. That's a that's a dead. Yeah, Ronaldo, what, what would you grade this movie? <laughs> um. So, I I like I respect the Russo brothers. They took a movie like Elise has Elise has a point in the in the comics and obviously in Ultimate Alliance, the video game. This is a conflict that involves 
uh, dozens of Marvel heroes, and including the X Men, are somewhat involved in this. So there's all kinds of people involved in this. I like the fact that this was a story about Cap, Bucky, and Tony, and how Cap was trying to save his friend because he could not save those people in Nigeria. Because the movie starts off with him, you know, failing to stop. Broham from self-detonating himself, and <laughs> and because of that, he a bunch of people died. So he's he's it's almost like he's trying to save Bucky to make up for that. And I also like the fact that Tony is also not happy about that. Um, and there's a conflict over that, and all the other characters kind of fill in the gaps. Like Rhodey obviously is going to support Tony, and Falcon is going to support cap like all the characters fit into their places in a way that i was impressed by because there's some x-men movies with just as many characters that they they're confusing because there's too many people in there and the fact that this movie flows all the characters are interacting and connecting the action is crisp it's it's the most crisp action i've ever seen in a movie uh, a comic book movie Mm -hmm. ever it's it's crisp, it's clean, it's every every movement is not is like make it it's not wasted movement. It's not flashy. Every move is efficient. The jokes are funny, though I feel like there are other Marvel movies with better jokes, but the but the jokes were funny. I agree. Um yeah, like the cast was great, like I don't know, like to me, I mean, I guess some people had issues with it because Civil War in the comics was civil. It was just Civil War. It was like Marvel Civil War, and and they decided to to have it from Cap's point of view. But I like the fact because it puts it puts Cap in a situation that is very personal. Um, and so, so the action has meaning. It's not just like oh, I'm trying to look cool. There's meaning behind it. So I'm gonna give it an A plus. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I get that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I would give this movie an A. Um, Marvel. You you would wonder when Marvel is gonna is going to stop some of the bold moves and they just keep on you know uh, coming at us with bold moves. Um, you know, one of which is that they're doing a whole movie, two and a half hours plus, with. 12 heroes not 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 just we're not talking supporting cast we're not talking about uh antagonists and and other you know parts of the movie we're talking about just talking about the heroes and making me making me care about these heroes first that in and of itself is a task and the russo brothers did a wonderful job uh fitting everybody in a pocket that 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 worked best for them on top of that we're reintroduced to Spider-Man. How many Spider-Man stories and Spider-Man are we going to get? And the fact that they reintroduced him in a way that, you know, it, it didn't seem shoehorned, um, but it was bold. It was like, no, we're going to, we know he, we've seen Spider-Man in the past, but we're going to try again. We're going to release him um, in the MCU and we're going to build a story starting from Civil War with this Spider-Man because this is not a Spider-Man you've seen yet. Um, and then to introduce uh, Black Panther, uh, which is a hero you have not seen on any screen. Um, 
Yeah. So, so I would give this movie an A, um, just because like the story was good. Um, it's a classic story. We could talk about the comics and all that stuff um, in a little bit, but um, actually, after watching this movie. But so I would give this movie an A. Um, just overall, this is a good movie. I, I would watch this movie again and again and again. Um, this is not a movie I get tired of. Solid. I'm still stuck on that B minus though. Like, <laughs> okay, so what, I know it's emotional. It yeah, emotional. yeah. Uh, I know it's coming it from like a video game. The video game had how many characters? 80? 80 characters you could pick from? Um, I'm not sure if it's that many. Um, but they do include a lot of them, um, playable wise. Um, and they put villains in it too. So it's like the the red this registration act affected like anyone super powered so i liked that that the scope yeah that's true by which it like it had expanded so i think so that's why i'm saying i'm like i'm trying to like undo my mind on and usually i can but i really just like that game so much that i'm just like no uh, <laughs> like it wasn't right um so yeah, yeah. my b minus is really emotional i guess if i could really take my mind off of it then i think i'll probably promote it to like a like a B plus A minus, <laughs> but yeah. Yo, but if I like, if, yeah, that's if I remove, if I remove Rich, what I know, then I yeah, think we can't that peer I really pressure you. You're you're yeah. agreeing. That's your agree. It's got to be an A. That's your agree at least. Yeah. Be proud of it. That's right. You no, know, you're you yeah. you you have an opinion at least. You should embrace it with no fear. I know. I know. I'm going to be the black you're sheep of this up. episode. It's okay. You are a reviewer, at least <laughs> stick your head no, up with pride. No, listen. Like the Red Skull. Yes. <laughs> so so this is this is one of the movies that have many characters. Um, and so with this, we're gonna we're gonna uh, communicate some of the rules for our review, um, which is really just one. Um, when we do our reviews, we're only doing a review on that movie and any movie that have come has come before that review. Um, we're not talking about movies that are past this or after this. Yes, we've seen all the movies so far, but we're we're gonna act as if we have not. We're we're going to put that put those boundaries up and go, what happened in this movie? Let's just talk about this movie. Because if we start talking Easter eggs and digging into some some character stuff that we see later on, this will be a four-hour <laughs> podcast. And you guys got a life. I want to give you guys back <laughs> yeah. your life. And so um, I have no life. <laughs> she's gonna play ultimate alliance after this i have no idea she says um but uh but yeah so that's that's the rules of the review i just want to preface this review first by saying by talking a little bit about what this movie was inspired from um obviously you know cap and tony not cap and tony yeah cap and tony they, they end up butting heads and they butt heads like from the second they step foot in the same movie in avengers and we get to this point to where we really start to see their differences in all that they do. But this movie comes from the comic books, Marvel Comics uh, Civil War, which was a registration act uh, for all heroes. Um, and there was a huge and divide. There were heroes that signed. Okay. Well, hold on, hold on. Um, there were there were heroes and villains that, that signed the registration act uh, and those who did not. And what was involved, part of the Registration Act, 
was that you had to reveal yourself. You had to take off your mask. You you had to let the world like your 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 name and everything. It's public knowledge. Um, the X Men were involved in this. Uh, Spider Man definitely was involved in this. I think there was a comic where he does reveal himself as Peter Parker. Um, it, it was a huge story. Um, massive, massive story. And again, in that comic, Cap and, and Iron Man, they go head to head. Um, and so this, this movie is, is based heavily on that story, but it's using elements from what we have in the MCU so far, um, which I think is genius um, to still use that story, to still use Civil War um, with the characters we have. Um, it would have been nice to see Fantastic Four, to see, um, you know, X-Men. And it would have been nice. But I, I think, you know, I don't know if we're ready for 100, we're 200 not, characters just yet. I, I think the 12, that we have, um, the 12 that we have, you know, it's, it's already hard people that wanted to see the Netflix, so, uh, the Marvel Netflix characters in the Civil War, specifically mm-hmm. Daredevil. Yeah, yeah. Daredevil, Luke Cage, oh, like you got man. all these guys who you know Cage. can be affected. I know at least is at least is like man, bump that C, bump that B minus. This is a C plus now. Um, no, it's like but, I'm um, a loyal loyal supporter of that man. Anyway. Yeah. Oh boy, he's still he's still saying that we're not real Iron Man fans. That's oh come on, man. He's still saying it. Um, <laughs> he's out here plotting. Um, so. Let's talk about the plot a little bit, because uh, this, this this there's a lot going on in this movie, and we could talk about it sequence by sequence. Um, this movie opens up, and uh, and it takes place in 1991. I know. <laughs> and why can't you relate for? Because I was born in '93. Oh, yeah, nope. <laughs> I'm like like I was like doing something in 1991. I was like, <laughs> I was two years old, <laughs> like. That's like all I remember. That's like all I remember. Is like I remember 1991. Oh my That's gosh. It. That's all I remember. It's like I was, I was alive. Five. I was there. I said I mommy. I said that. <laughs> At least and I were still yet to be created. <laughs> right. They didn't know Dang. nobody knew we existed yet. <laughs> right. You were you were still yet to be forged That's in a it. volcano. <laughs> wait, volcano? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Rinaldi, wait, volcano. <laughs> Got some really marvelous friends. So the movie So the so the movie the movie opens up in 1991. Um and uh we see we see the Winter Soldier, we see Bucky um basically being worked on um by Hydra. And um you know, Bucky is being sent on a mission. Um, we're to assume that this is one of many yep. missions. Um, so it opens up uh, in 1991 with that mission. And then after we see the mission takes place, you know, Bucky is he's on a motorcycle and he he knocks a car off the road and the, and the car crashes into a tree. He gets off the his motorcycle, opens up the trunk and we see five uh, blue packets and as the audience watching this movie, we're not we're not supposed to know just yet what those packets are. The story will tell us. Um, and then we see that take place, and then right after, um, it's present day in Lagos, Nigeria, and uh, some of the Avengers are there. 
And what do we think of that, that whole sequence, that, that whole story? They're in Lagos, Nigeria, and they're hunting down uh, this guy. Um, what do we think of that, that whole sequence? My first comment right off the bat was that they put Scarlett Johansson's stunt double to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were running with that wig. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Yo. I think she did too much in that scene. I think she did too much. She had she had no body armor. I don't nothing. Cross crossbones had her by the throat, choking her, and didn't snap her neck. Love didn't snap her neck. Something about choking. It's a vulnerable position. If someone has your throat by the neck, you're vulnerable. That's their leg. How did you feel? What? How did you feel when Captain America? Was uh was choking uh, crossbones? Did you feel like crossbones was gonna die right then by, by no? But the Captain America is a super soldier. She's just a lady that can fight. <laughs> That's yeah. totally different. Well, she she survived. Like these movies have tried to kill her. Before, but but this is worse than so. whatever R and R you did about that. Yeah, this is worse than that because oh, because because the R and R you did. You're right. She should have died. But hey. Crazy things happen. It's one of those like Wait, you file no, it under no, crazy I'm, I'm miraculous really things. Wait, no, no. This no, is no, a, no, a no, no, no. terrorist. You mean to tell me? You mean to tell me? Hydra. Hold on, hold on, bro. Had her by the throat. Oh boy. So you mean to tell me, bro? You mean to tell me that like bullets from an aircraft that are like going like two hundred miles an hour, okay, and it's riddling wherever that wherever you're targeting, yeah. right? It just so happens to miss. Hold on. It just so happens to miss Black Widow. Okay, like a hundred bullets miss her, right? Yeah. And she's just standing there, easy target. Okay, but Quicksilver moving faster than anything gets hit like ten <laughs> times. He comes, he comes the fastest, the fastest fifty cent ever. He gets hit, 50, and 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 in this movie, she has no body armor. Now she's in a precarious position because you got a what? six foot tall. 200 pound terrorist. Have it. No, man. If a plane with a machine gun couldn't kill her, okay, no, so it's fine. Like, that plane, a robot who was confused <laughs> and had daddy issues. Like, every time you mentioned Tony, that, Stark, that, that he got issues. triggered. Elise was laughing about it. Oh, man. We got a, a terrorist yeah. who has no daddy issues, he has a focused <laughs> mission to kill the Avengers. Period, specifically Cap, but anybody close to Cap. But because she's Black Widow, oh, let's just throw her in the thing, in the tank, and <laughs> drop a grenade. Seriously, the dudes were looking at her like, yo, they're, they're trying to get her phone number. Like, yo, hey, you know, <laughs> I can take you out to get a drink. Like, they were looking at her for ten seconds. I'm like, yo, you could fire her, fire a gun at her. They're like looking at her like, wait. What, 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 you were you were saying something, Elise? No, I was just making a remark about that too. About like when they threw her in the tank, and then Crossbones drops the bomb, and I, it looked she oh, was yeah. looking like she was done. I was like, oh, here it goes, and she got out. And mm -hmm. I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> she got out. Oh man, we gotta do. We gotta dedicate a whole episode just on the adventures and journey. That has to be, yeah. Black Widow. Yeah. I mean, I think everything itself, like, before that point was good. For me, to me, I don't know if you guys like yeah. it, but 
that whole tank thing, oh man, that was um, ridiculous. Yeah, that, that was, was weird. weird. That was weird. I honestly, I was watching that whole scene and I kind of just, I kind of just like anytime that, uh, you know, Black Widow was on screen and she was fighting and, you know, you can, all you see her is, you can't even see her face where I'm like, okay, that's obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just kind of just tucked that in the back of my brain and I enjoyed the scenes um, because that, that, that stunt double was, was. Uh, Put it in work. Yo, whoever you are, lie. if you listen to um, the podcast, it was nano CG. Salute. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that stunt double there. Um, but then like, Captain America in this this sequence, we see him like, like he wasn't taking he was taking charge, but he wasn't doing it overtly. Like everybody here, like people already had their roles placed and set. Which it just occurred to me that this is a shadow of what's to come later on uh, in the same movie. Yeah, but uh, everybody was placed strategically exactly where they needed to be, uh, so they can trap. Uh, Rumlow. Also, his name is Brock Rumlow. Is there a guy like named Brock who's not a bad guy? <laughs> or Pokemon from Pokemon? Dang. <laughs> yep. That's true. Dang. Dang. How did you? How did you come up? With That's the that? only other Brock. <laughs> <laughs> what are you? What are you seeing? No, I had. No, so there was a guy. No, no, no. That was staying quick. at my apartment who was obsessed with um Pokemon. You know, you know who he is. Obsessed. Uh, yeah, he stayed yeah, with me for I got you. Yeah. So that yeah. that's the only reason I yep, could do I got that. you. <laughs> and that's that's why okay. That makes sense. Because you came up with that quick, bro. And I was like, Yep, I was he would he would make me remember. Ronaldo beat me by a second. I was gonna mention him too. You know me, I'm an anime head, so you know I was on that wavelength already. <laughs> oh man. So do you think you think um you think Rumble is gonna I don't think Rumble is gonna forgive Cap for what happened in Winter Soldier. Where he he destroyed Hydra and um, sent him to the hospital and well he obviously didn't <laughs> not in <this> movie. <laughs> he was trying he was trying to kill Captain America like that whole fight first of all like it's not often we see Captain America get physically like you know yeah. beat up or or uh, in hand to hand mm-hmm. combat where he where there where he's Somebody is equally matched. Um, and it, it, I got that when I saw him fighting uh, Crossbones. Um, which I, that's, was one of my favorite scenes. Not my very, very favorite scene, but it's, it's always a great yeah. opener for yeah. me. And that, them two fighting back and forth. And it doesn't have to be this like final fight overarching thing. This is literally a guy who like got injured. And I don't know. He got like whatever those things are on his uh, on his arms, his forearms, and the way Cap just like took it right yeah. off his hand, like it was. Oh man, yeah. They they did the fights in this movie yeah. really good. I wish Crossbones got more time. I liked him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, the movie's already too long. They, he had to go. Yeah, which I know. Sucks. I know. Because, um, yeah, to- mm-hmm. A friend of mine actually was talking to him on Twitter. Well, let's talk about how he died because that was weird. Wasn't oh, that yeah, sense. that's true. He, he thought he could kill Cap and himself together, but he he didn't think about Wanda. He forgot about her. <laughs> true, um, but I don't even think he's fully aware of what. Wanda's yeah, he's capable. not. He doesn't he's know. Just thinking so, like, oh, okay. Yeah, right. he's he's thinking like, okay, I can 
I'm not going to jail. <laughs> so if I'm if I'm caught, I'm gonna take Cap with me. And so you know? so he tries to like commit suicide and take Cap with him. And then there here comes Scarlet Witch trapping him in this like magic thing that she does. <laughs> and she tries to take him away from Cap, but then ends up like killing yeah. I don't know, 80 people or yeah, whatever. Nine of them yeah. Yeah. and then 70 other Nigerian yep. people. Yeah. Bergie, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> Wakanda forever. But no, that scene frustrated me because I'm like, what? Like, you have all this power. You're so powerful. You're strong. You're a woman. You're whatever. And, like, this was the one scene where, you like, you got distracted or you weren't strong enough. And then all those people had to die, which basically, like, set everything else in motion. Um, but, it, I mean, it was a good scene. It was just kind of frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the other thing, too, is it's Cap, you know. Like, in this scene, he could have just, I mean, he had him. He could have just did what he was supposed to do, whatever the plan was. Now that he's captured, he didn't have to like sit and go back and forth about yeah, Bucky but for three he minutes. He said in the movie that he screwed up because he got emotional about Bucky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But that's that. That's what I'm getting at is that it's not completely her fault. Yeah. Um, that, okay. that this is that this is also Cap's fault. And the reason why I'm I'm thinking about this, I think, is because one, uh, Scarlet Witch is is young um she's young so like it takes a little bit of forethought okay if you're gonna trap the guy and toss him somewhere maybe not toss him next to a building Um, (laughs) right (laughs) but i don't know i i I think she was just thinking i gotta get him away from cap like asap because that thing's about to blow but she didn't think where yeah but to fergie's point she could have held him like i also think Instead of moving yeah. them around where they're in a crowded area. <laughs> right, but how does she handle explosions? Just hold them. Just like hold them in place. Just like yeah, don't just move him it. anywhere. Just put him in a red bubble and just hold it like that. Also, she could have she could have either did that or she could have just controlled his mind and forced him to let go of the bomb or whatever. Yeah, but that takes more time. She's not she doesn't she can't do the mind control thing quickly. Unless she learned how to do that. Mm. True, but it, I guess that goes with I guess that goes along with trapping him. Yeah, right? that's true. You trap him and then you take your time and, and you force him to let go of the bomb. Now, was the bomb a button push? I didn't Yeah, it was that. a button push. It, it instant trigger, so yeah, he, it's kind of like you have to act in a split second. Yeah, yeah I um, yeah, I, it's not I, like a time that, delay because some bombs have a thirty second delay. This one activated right away. I think though, I think that's a theme throughout this whole movie though, is that people are just getting distracted too, um, because. They, if they handled it differently, this movie would be the story would be completely different. But because it got distracted, it led to a whole series of events. But then you'll find out throughout the whole movie that if someone just paid attention or didn't like get their emotions, let their emotions get the best of them, then you know it wouldn't result yeah, in the catastrophe. Yeah, and this ended up being yeah, they're, they're humans. They make mistakes. Well, that's here's the that's thing. True. Here's the thing with that. Yeah. Um, 
this is true, but these are some very big mistakes with very massive power. Yeah. And to I I think what happened was in the first Avengers movie, mm-hmm. that whole thing happened in New York, and from then they they didn't do a great job trying to lessen the damage. Like in Age of Ultron, they try to get people off the island, and even that wasn't a good job. Because in this movie, it's talked about like, hey, we thought we were safe. We were on the ground. We were away from the floating island. But then when the thing collapsed, like it killed people. Yeah. Yeah. The dust and everything, it killed people. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know if the, and it's weird because, you know, it's this, it's this fight. It's like, you know, it's not their fault, but it is. Yeah. Um, I think that's the whole point of the movie, yeah. though. That's why they had to sign the accord. Yeah. You know? There's mm-hmm. no... I mean, both yeah. sides have a point. That's what I like about this movie. Well, there are certain points made in this movie which are really stupid, but we'll get to that. Um, but but overall, big picture-wise, <laughs> both sides have a, a point. That's what makes this movie interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, then, so that happens, and then we get into... You know, what's to, where's Tony Stark in all this, right? And he's at MIT doing a presentation um, and basically giving students um, uh, funds. Free college money. Yo, Tony, uh, I got Yo, some loans from UMass Boston. Help a brother out. I got to find a program. I need my student loans paid, Tony. Like, help Tony, out. <laughs> remember, I defended your movie Iron Man 3. Remember that, brother. <laughs> Oh man! Couple brother out. Oh man! I think I think Tony Stark forgot all about the movie so much. But if you said Iron Man, wait, I have a third movie. Well, I love you. I'm I'm a big fan of you. I love I love everything you do. How about that? What you don't remember and what you do remember. I don't care. Give us money. Anytime you're on screen, give me that money because I support you. This episode is sponsored by um, Stark Industries. <laughs> yeah, get that corporate sponsorship. Energy efficient. Energy. <laughs> That's it. With the first life model decoy. <laughs> that I still love it. This is the first life model decoy of Tony Stark. <laughs> That's so good. So he's at MIT. He's doing the presentation. And, um, you know, we see that Pepper Potts is not there. She was supposed to be. Um, find out that they, they had a falling out. Um, in their relationship, because of what but then Tony Stark is backstage. Yes. So, but we're not talking about well, Iron Man. That, though, Neither are they. That's why they broke up. Okay, but that's <laughs> so. So, <laughs> so he's backstage, and he's about to take the elevator, and there's this woman kind of just chilling there, and she's they start having this conversation about her son that was in um, Lagos. What? No, no, no. He was doing community service, which was he was doing. He was doing community service um, in Sokovia. And that was when the the, the flying island happened uh, in Age of Ultron. She basically <laughs> said to Tony, yeah, he's dead now because of you. And that bothers Tony. Um, that bothers him. You could tell by his his his. Uh, his expression and everything. The fast forward um, to that moment when they're in the uh, the office together, the conference room together. 
and you get General uh, Thaddeus Ross. Uh, I, I hate mean, that dude, man. This uh, dude is the Daddy. biggest hypocrite in the entire Marvel. So this dude created the Hulk that got that caused multiple deaths, and he wants to lecture the Avengers about, hey, we gotta. You know, make sure we don't have any casualties when we go on missions. I'm like, you Joker, you you had a mission that got people killed in that movie where we couldn't see what was going on. So you need to shut up. <laughs> but wasn't wasn't his whole thing with Hulk to weaponize him? Yes, and because he weaponized him, he yep. killed people. The Hulk killed people. Right. But I think this is him going back to trying to weaponize the Avengers. Oh, ah, yeah. Tony fell for it. Uh, we... <laughs> yeah. Manipulating another like, scientist to, to, to become a weapon. Like obviously, the, the 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 covert reason is like okay, like you guys are having like there are national catastrophes because of you guys, just the men and the men and women yeah. in this room. We got to calm this down. You, there's no oversight. You guys are just doing things from a private whatever. Um, you need some oversight. You need something. Um, because Nick Fury wasn't doing that. No, Nick Fury had oversight. Um, security council. And so those people on the TV screens were telling what to do. So then he presents the accords, and this is where the whole movie takes place. And this is in response to the Avengers uh, attack on New York. Uh, this is in response to uh, Washington D.C., where um, you know the helicarriers. They crashed down in New on, on Washington D.C. Um, you know this is in response to Age of Ultron, where uh, the island broken in pieces and whatever is all that stuff in Sokovia, and then in Lagos, Nigeria, where eighty people, ninety people died uh, because of what Scarlet Witch did. So they have this discussion about the the, the accord discussion, and um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, there are people in that room that made up. Tony, the discussion uh, that scene literally ended with Tony saying, "Okay, we talked about it. Decision's final. We're signing it." I'm like, "What? How did? How Tony? You need to get over yourself, man. Like, this ain't kindergarten. These are grown people. Like, this ain't a real discussion. Like, that was ah, man, that annoyed me. And I got his point. He, I understood where he was coming from, but he, I don't like how he handled that at all." I think that also kind of points to his mental state too. Cause if um, we remember Iron Man three, he's kind of unstable. He probably hasn't recovered from that yet either. But like, I think he's, he's so focused and worried about like hurting more people or letting people down that he's just like, this is what we have to do. Like he saw, uh, he sees all the destruction that can happen. And so for him, it's like a no brainer. That's what I think, at least. Yeah. And the thing, yeah, the thing is, too, is that usually, um, even within that, like, um, when you had um, Scarlet Witch and um, Quicksilver kind of, like, wanting to kill Tony due to, like, what happened to their family, like, any sort of, like, explosive or something that has caused some trouble around the globe is has always had Stark on the equipment. So it's I think he's just like thinking of all of those things outside of Avenger stuff. Like his name is attached to a lot of calamity and death and just all these um really crazy things that result from war. So I think he's kind of like storing up all that stuff and that's his knee jerk reaction like okay, let's just sign this thing. <laughs> um because you know 
it's not working out. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. The irony of it all is Captain America is a super soldier. Like, he was designed for war. And it's like, I think the question asked in the previous Captain America movie is, can you exist in a world without war, Steve Rogers? Like, can you do that? And that's something that I think he's even wrestling with in this movie. Like, can he, can he, what can he do if there's no war? Like, what, you don't, do you really need a super soldier if there's no conflict? You know, what, what do you, what's your purpose? You know, and so it's almost like he's fighting for a purpose, you know, in the midst of all this, uh, this situation. Yeah, that was, um, that was intense. Just that whole, like, not just in the room where they're just showing the videos of what, what took place and then seeing some reaction of the heroes. And then and they had this back and forth um, in some Rody other and room. Falcon. And uh, you could just see. They were going at uh, it, too. Rody and Falcon. Or War Machine and Falcon. Yeah. Rody and Falcon, yeah. <laughs> I hate to go back to this. But, like, and I, I, I can never tell which side black widow played and i don't care really you didn't feel a <laughs> oh my goodness um wow, <laughs> that's, that's i said I, it I, it's, it's, it's hard to <laughs> it, it it's hard to to feel something when it's like you don't know what she's siding with. It seems like that she has more conflicts than the men in this movie. I think she's just conflicted because hmm. this is the first time where she's making a decision for herself, not for Nick Fury, not for uh, the Russian hmm. spy people that she used to work with. Like, this is her own personal choice. And she doesn't, she doesn't know which, because she cares hmm. about both people, you know? Um, you know, I give, I give, yo, I actually gave her a C plus. I think, you know, it's a miracle, but she was okay in this movie. To, to me, I mean, uh, maybe the other, you other three think, yeah. you know, it's the same old, same old garbage. But I mean, I don't grade her. Um, no, because I'm trying to be positive, man. Because I don't, I don't like being called a hater. So maybe I know, Rob, I know you, Rob. You don't care. You, you'll, you'll embrace <laughs> it proudly with no fear, as Russell oh, says. It- uh, it, it, it's, I don't. I don't feel comfortable. Totally One thing you disagree with me is Black Widow. I. I think I. I I'll. I'll not only sleep well, but I'll gain sleep. Like. Not- <laughs> <laughs> but I thought she was okay. She. She. She's. You know. I, she doesn't want to lose her friends. Okay, she doesn't want to lose her good. friends, man. These are. These are only friends because Clint is chilling with his wife. But we'll get to him later. But at this point in time in the movie, <laughs> he's chilling with his wife on that farm. Yo, that farm is fly. I gotta visit. Into that place, <laughs> he's he's Beautiful. chilling. What were you gonna say? But yeah, I was gonna say I agree with you, Rinaldi. Actually, I feel like this was a good movie for her. She didn't have any like bad yeah. lines. Um, her action was Very solid. Cool. Minus that um, kind of yeah, unnecessary <laughs> sometimes, but still solid. Solid. minus the yeah, tank, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, they they wrote her a little bit better. Like she she did what she's supposed to do in this movie, I think. Even though she was flippy, floppy, and wishy-washy and all that mm-hmm. stuff, but I think she served her purpose. Yeah, that's kind of, you know, I think if if uh, anybody is confused, it's like you're meant to be confused with her. She is going to be the wild card mm-hmm. in the movie because she's a spy. Yeah. Just at, like, now it's in her DNA. She just cannot help but switch from <laughs> She started when she was seven. 
Um, yeah. So yeah. I think, um, I, I mean, I think with her, I think the Russo brothers, again, you know, if anybody can, can take Black Widow and, and fit her in a movie and, and make it work, they would do it. Uh, the Russo yeah. brothers would do it. Um, cause you know, I, I, I agree. I don't think that there's a, a moment or a scene or anything where, um, Black Widow sticks out, um, more than she needs to. I, I think everybody fits right where they need to be. Um, yeah. Yeah. So later on, um, we find, uh, where was it? Um, in Vienna. Okay. Just fast forward a little bit. Um, they're in Vienna. And this is what was this after the accords were signed and they were making it official? Um, because this wasn't the signing of the accords. Oh, this was like a ceremony. This looked like, yeah, this was more ceremonial. Um, and they, you know, they had the the king of Wakanda, T'Chaka, T'Chaka, and then we're introduced to T'Challa. T'Challa, and uh, this is our first glimpse of Black Panther. Um, our, our, the, the first time we get introduced to him. And, um, you know, not to jump ahead, but, oh, man, they did such a great introduction to him. <laughs> we don't get too much yeah. time with T'Chaka and T'Challa. Um, so, but what did we think of that whole sequence, that whole event that took place? I thought it was really cool. Um, um, I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel, if, I feel like in certain scenes... Um, everyone was kind of getting used to each other's strengths and powers. Like um, they didn't really know Black Panther like that. And they would like, I don't know, in certain scenes be surprised by some of the moves that he would do and stuff, but it was, it was a solid action scene. Yeah. I thought it was pretty interesting that even though he's kind of like, he, he's part of the story, but he's more like sideline part that he kind of has his own character development development on the side which i thought was pretty cool because he was like really consumed with anger over the death of his father and he was like i'm killing winter soldier like i don't even care like i'm I'm gonna do this but then by the end he's like you know what i'm not gonna let vengeance consume me anymore you know and then we end up getting that um that um mm-hmm. one ending credits um with him helping out with mm-hmm. um with bucky and stuff so it's just I thought that was pretty cool. Just his little, he had a little side arc on the low. And I was like, oh, okay. It yeah. was kind of cool to me. Yep. I liked um, just, he was very regal. Very hmm. regal. He wasn't yeah. like Tony. Tony is a, a playboy or a businessman. You know, he flip flops between the two. Sometimes he's a scientist. Philanthropist. Oh yeah, he's a philanthropist. Okay, so he's the you know mm. we're, we're referencing the line, <laughs> revenge. But he 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 he's not regal. <laughs> he's never been regal. He's never been diplomatic. Like like Black Panther, mm-hmm. he was smooth, and even the way he fights is smooth. Mm-hmm. It's there's an elegance to it. Um, even when Falcon was uh, jabbering at him, you know, like you wearing a cat suit. Why are you wearing a cat? Why do you like cats? You know, hmm. and he's, he's just like, Black Panther's been a tradition for many generations, hmm. passed from warrior to warrior. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, but he just smooth. He wasn't even mad that Falcon was, you know, being a, 
a backseat driver. He was just like, hey, this is my people. He was just smooth, man. He was smooth. <laughs> but he also had some heart. He, like, he also yeah. had a character arc, like Elise was saying. So I liked him. That's true. I didn't even realize that, but he does have a character arc in this movie. And it's like, I feel like everybody has some sort of an arc yeah. somehow, like somewhere in this movie, um, which yeah. is crazy. I think that's the secret. It's like the Russo is like, all right, everybody yeah. needs an arc. How do we fit? That's that? why I didn't like that. I don't like which the comic book like, version of Civil War because because there's over a hundred characters. You only certain characters get focus. Other ones just show up and then leave. Like Punisher shows up, kills like three people, and then Cap kicks him out of Team Cap. He's like, it's like there's no art for him. <laughs> well, remind me, um, remind me how like how they they set that up because I know in certain comics when there's a storyline like one big main storyline, that storyline breaks out into the individual. Yeah, that's issues. how they did it. So like, so so like if you want to know what happened with. I don't know, Quicksilver. You got to read the Quicksilver comic or yeah, X Men. That's, that's how I did. But I read the trade paperback um, because you can buy the trade where it, it yeah. puts them all in one booklet. Um, and it's like, I think it's like gotcha. $40 gotcha. or 20 or 30 40 yeah. 30 or $40. There was a, um, I know this is not the episode and not even primarily our podcast, um, but this is what I think of because, you know, this movie, when it came out, um, it came out like the same year as Batman v Superman. Yeah, and same, oh, same, 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 same exact time. year. Um, mm-hmm. Batman v Superman. Which one came out first? I think I think Batman v Superman. Yeah, came well, out first. what hurt Batman v um, Superman? That's crazy. Is, or one of the things that hurt it was the trailer for Civil War came out during the Super Bowl. The first mm-hmm. trailer, and everyone was like freaking out and getting excited. Mm-hmm. And Batman v Superman came out in March. The Super Bowl was played in February, so that was like not a good sign. Like for for that whole weekend during the Super Bowl, people forgot about Batman v Superman. That's how much they loved the trailer for the yep. Civil War movie. Mm-hmm. So that wasn't a good start for them. And we all all know what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. But even in the comic books, right? Um, you know the New Fifty Two, which I know now is that's not it's Rebirth. Yeah, it's it's I think Rebirth it's still now. Rebirth. But in the New 52, um, they had a story, um, a Batman story, which is the Court of Owls. Um, and Batman uh, discovers the Court of Owls. Um, you know, we, we might have a podcast devoted to that. Who knows? But he, he, he finds the Court of Owls. He fights them. It's a, it's a crazy thing. They're an underground society. And then they make their way uh, in, in the public and let them be known. And when... when when the three issues were done, or not the three issues, but I think the first and second issue, when that was done, uh, the Court of Owls, when they made it into Gotham, it affected every hero and every villain. And so each of the issues that came out, so if like, um, I don't know, uh, if, if there was a, a Robin issue, number 52 or 50, whatever, it would be like, okay, how is he dealing with the Court of Owls? How is Catwoman? Dealing with the Court of Owls, Catwoman has her own comics. So I think that's how they handled Civil yeah, War, Civil the comic War book. Way, but, um, but there were some characters so that got changed, though. Huh? Like that, they Civil War handled it that way, but there's still like Punisher has literally no art. He has no individual comics dealing with Civil War. Like he shows up, he kills right. three super villains that sided with Cap. 
you know, hey, we're not going to sign the, we're not going to, you know, follow the registration act. Punisher sees them, shoots them in the head, and then Cap's like, you're, you're, you're done. You're out of here. Punches Punisher in the face. Punisher just leaves. Mm-hmm. You think no, and there's other characters like that. Like, there's no arc at all. There's no nothing. Mm-hmm. There's no solo comic. So. Yeah. And I think they did it because they just too many yeah. characters. There was like a 200, 200 characters. <laughs> yeah. You know what's crazy about this movie? Uh, I was watching it and I, it never really occurred to me this point of the movie. Steve Rogers almost signed. Yeah, he did. The Accords. Yeah. yeah. He almost signed the Accords. Yeah. Can I take a minute to, to rag on the libertarians that support Cap, their political group? They wrote a bunch of essays when this movie came out saying, hey, individual choice matters, screw the government, we should decide what we want for our school and our hospitals, pass an individual, blah, blah, blah. And I I told this joker online, I was like, "Um, you remember the scene where he literally was five seconds away from signing the Accords? And he was like, oh, well, they just threw that in there for 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 the fans. Oh, here's here's some other article. That's yeah, it was just stupid. And I'm like, like Cap. Okay, Cap is just a simple dude. Like Rob says, he's a simple man, and he looked at it from his personal perspective. He's not part of a political party or organization. And the frustrating thing about Cap is kind of like his first movie. People have these agendas to use him for their own political reasons, and they don't really know him personally. That's what's that's what frustrates me. Because I think for Cap, it's just a personal decision. Like, he felt in that moment, maybe this is the right thing to do because Tony's willing to work with me on this. Because Tony literally said to him, hey, we'll figure something out. And he's like, well, Tony's my friend. I trust him. Yeah, let me sign it. And now, obviously, Tony blabbed about Wanda and that sideways. Yeah, he, he let him... He... He he yeah he let us sneak up. Imagine if like Steve Rogers signed and he, then he found out what he did with uh, what Tony did with uh, Wanda. Shoot, it might be more like the comics, man. It might be a more violent fight <laughs> between them two. Yeah, that's crazy because like he almost signed. He goes, okay, you know what? Because that tells me about um, Steve Rogers' willingness to compromise. Um, for the greater I good, I think it was unity. he trusted Tony. Uh-huh. Tony said, "Yo, we'll figure it out, man. We homies." He's like, "All right." I, yeah. I think for him it was personal. I don't even think he was. I don't think he viewed it as a compromise. He viewed it as, "Hey, my friend yeah. promised me that we'll make this work in a way where it's not restrictive. Like that he'll change mm-hmm. it. So I'm gonna trust my friend." You know, but Tony wasn't being honest with him. Hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what happens after that. Then they, then um, Bucky gets interrogated. Yeah, by Zemo. We're not interrogated. But yeah, he, he gets interrogated by, by Zemo. But they don't know it's Zemo until the lights yeah. turn off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Zemo comes in with some code words that we see earlier in the movie that like triggers. Um, that little MK Ultra oh, yeah. you know, mind <laughs> control thing. Um, yeah, that, that whole mind control thing is just like, okay, these series of words said in this way and in this order, um, you know, it triggers some kind of mind control for uh, for Bucky to turn him into the Winter Soldier. Yeah. And um, 
So that happens. Bucky breaks out. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, what would you guys think of that whole uh, that whole sequence? Even when, like, Bucky tried to escape in a helicopter. And Steve Rogers, like, is, like, holding him, holding the helicopter. The whole, that, like, two-ton, however heavy that he- helicopter was, up against the 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 rooftop i knew that cap was strong but like dang (laughs) when i saw that i'm like oh shoot like he's really strong (laughs) so i'm just kind of amazed with how much strength he like really has i don't know i think i'm always aware of it but it kind of gets lost like when you're just seeing him do kind of like his hand-to-hand stuff you know it's weird um because in the comics cap is a lot weaker He's much weaker in the comics. But you know what I will actually add about that scene, though, is I don't know if you guys caught this or maybe it was just me, but I um all of the gra- uh, gravity-defying jumping that was happening, I felt like those effects were not, <laughs> those were not, those were not on par. The way that they landed what? sometimes, you guys not watch it Yeah, again. I know what you're talking about. Watch yeah, it again. I know what you're talking about. Watch it. There's, there's times where they, it looks like they land really light. Yeah, it like the editing of the landing. Yeah, they land is, like cats. Yeah. They land like cats. And I was just kind of like, hmm, this is not <laughs> as smooth. I know and, exactly like, what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, that makes sense, actually. Yeah. Because T'Challa does it a lot, but then I'm like, wait, everyone yeah, everyone, does. I they thought like, it was just Black Panther. Lightly touch the, the ground. Because he's, you know, he's a cat. No, everybody in this movie oh, does it. Wow. Everybody yeah, in this movie but, does it. But the thing but the thing is, is that it's Not really, everyone. I think in other parts, it looks fine, but particularly that high speed chase, um, like with Bucky, you know, Bucky's running, Cap's trying to go after him. And then like, then Black Panther comes through. It's like the way that they're jumping on the buildings, the way they edit that, it looks kind of fake to me. And I was kind of like, oh, that's not, it's yeah. <laughs> not the quality I know. Yeah. It looks like low quality done on purpose. It's yeah, weird. But it's fine throughout. Hmm. But I noticed that. That is weird. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed it too. Even when they 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 jump from somewhere and they land in like in the middle of the road and like in the middle of traffic. Yeah. The way Bucky lands, yeah. the way Cap lands, the way Black Panther they all land very light and it's it looks Yeah, weird. it looks funny. <laughs> I, I'm I'm glad you said that. I thought I was the only one to notice that. I caught it. Yeah. I just, I totally missed it. <laughs> She's like, I caught it. He's like, I totally missed it. Hey, I caught it. So, I give I give Black Widow an A for effort for trying to fight the Winter Soldier. Um, how do we, uh, using that same how do we move, come though, back to her? That same move from like all the other movies. But that's like, yeah, that's all we that's all she got. That's her number one move. You got that or the pistol. Yeah, that's. I mean, hey, she didn't run away. Like, no, the pistol thing's different because those are aliens. No, that's totally different. She's supposed to fight terrorists or assassins. That's her job. But aliens, that's a that's a different category. That she, I don't know why. At least you had it. You were right. Like, I don't know why she was. She should have I mean, took that difficult. 
Wait, let me ask you this. This might be jumping ahead, but how come Hawkeye gets captured in the what's it called? The, it's called the, the raft. jail. It's called the raft. The um the raft, yeah, yeah. How come Hawkeye gets captured but she doesn't? Wait, Wait, when they get, get when they oh, I don't think she's because I, I, I think because she right. signed. Yeah, she technically signs. I guess she signed the accord. Hawkeye yeah, didn't. That's not what it was. Yeah. Uh, Hawkeye never signed never, the accord. He thought it was. Dang, that's the yeah, only I reason why. The only reason why they they are labeled as criminals because they are working against the law. Yeah. Right. That's stupid. Okay. Yeah. Like without supervision of the of of. Uh, global government. Yeah. They never show signs it then, right? We kind of just are left to assume it's divided. Um, no, you're, you're right. We don't see them yeah. sign it. They just kind of mention, you can kind of see based on the conversation when the accords get, per, um, that document gets brought to them. And based off that conversation, you know who's mm-hmm. siding on which side, but you yeah, don't really Black see Widow, yeah. She told Black Panther who signed it though in the, in the ceremony. She said Iron Man, Vision, War yeah, Machine. Yeah, at the funeral? No, not the funeral, yeah. the ceremony. Because she left the funeral to go yeah. to the ceremony. Oh, yeah, Steve right. Stayed. Mm. So she met Black Panther, and he asked, like, who signed it? And she said Iron Man, right, Vision, right, right. War Machine. Yeah, Yeah, but we don't we don't see them actually yeah. sign the paper. No, we don't. No, they never show it. Speaking of Hawkeye, and you mentioned Vision, um, what do we think of Vision in this movie? I want to ask Yo, he... Yeah. Killed that, that he killed me showing up with his little vest oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny <laughs> but um but i don't oh know he God. again i think it's like kind of what rinaldi was saying in terms of like both sides have a point and so vision was kind of he he was just basically presenting data he's like hey Super powered mm. people showed up, and now yeah. more super powered people show up, and random things. So it's a causality. So we got to do something about it. And so he kind of he kind of does his whole like calculations and stuff like that. And so I don't know. Mm. It's um, mm. yeah. I, I don't. I... That part annoys me about him because I'm like, aren't you supposed to be like? A computer or like a, a little bit more all-knowing than the humans around you so the fact that you're like not as decisive i'm like oh man that's yeah. actually well, really the way that annoying. the way that i think about him and this is me kind of like using the little scraps i learned from college is i feel like for <laughs> him he's kind of like what like a machine learner so basically like a certain programming where um, you put certain inputs into it and then the 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 program kind of adjusts depending on what data it's given. So that's how I feel like Vision is viewing things. So he is very computer-esque in that sense, but he's also like, I feel like he's still adding to his learning. I don't think he knows everything, um, but he knows a lot of things and he's still adding to his learning with every step that he is now humanoid and, you know, able to function and all that stuff um that's how i see it but i don't know it's weird because um he's not he's not a robot um right because because ultron was a robot because he he he, you know that was he he just made a metal body of vibranium but vision is like half vibranium half like tissue fibers 
Um, and so the, when when Hawkeye was attacking him, and it was like king king, that was Vision making his body more hard. That's like a power that he had. He can make his body more hard or more light. That's how he was able to walk through the wall because he just made his mm. he just made himself more lighter. Right. Um, so it's like a power that he has, and like he kind of like Elise is saying, he's still learning because. He's 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 just like Ultron because when Ultron woke up in the Age of Ultron movie, he was learning. He was reading through all of Tony's. Yeah. Well, because he but just he, he hacked into Tony's server and just downloaded all the files of like all the Stark industry weapons and destruction. So that's all he knew. He saw yeah. Tony Stark selling weapons to different armies, so he thought the world was like chaotic and humans were. Whereas like Vision, he sees the Avengers and he sees Thor, and he's he's taking in that data, so it's more like optimistic. So, um, it's almost like he had a like Vision is like a, a second chance for Tony to create something to do good, because Vision wants to do good. He's just trying to figure out what that is. It sounds like Tony, because yeah. You know, Tony created him, or at least yeah, helped one, create one him. One half of the team. Um, He's one half of the team because Banner's not in this movie. Yeah, because because Bruce and Banner is the mother, the <laughs> and Thor is the midwife. <laughs> Thor. He got it through the um the thingy. <laughs> so so uh so uh, Wanda, uh, what happens here is uh you know we see Vision trying to keep Wanda. Um, from leaving and then Hawkeye just appears. He hears about it. Um, got word from Cap, I think. And uh, he he takes Wanda and um, leaves. Whole fight breaks out. Wanda overpowers um, Vision. That, that was, joke was that was awesome. He used that arrow to paralyze Vision. And he said, all right, come on, we got to go. Like, uh, remember, bow and arrow don't have any powers. We got to bounce. <laughs> and she's being indecisive. And he's yep, like, oh, gotta great, now I got to fight this guy. Cause you don't, you can't figure yourself out. <laughs> and he made no headway at all. But I respect Hawkeye, cause Hawkeye didn't want to fight this guy. If Black <laughs> Widow was trying to get Scarlet Witch out, yeah. I, I, you were reading my mind, bro. You were reading my mind. If that was Black Widow, she was gonna like do the flip and like wrap her legs around his neck and try to flip him and do all this crazy stuff. Shoot guns at this guy like that. That yeah. would be her. She would have used all the bullets in her pistol. <laughs> Hawkeye was like, "Nah, I'm just gonna paralyze yeah. this Joker real quick and just and peace out." Because <laughs> I just got a bow in there. That's why I respect yeah. Hawkeye, man. He keeps it real. That's who he is. He's the same way in the comics. He keeps it real. So they leave, and you know, Wanda's gone, and they, this is where they really start building their teams, right? Um, we see. We see Cap get his team, um, and and Cap is uh, formally introduced to Ant Man, uh, which was like probably the best scene. joke oh, in this whole movie. Scene. It's my favorite. I love the scene where he like, hey, you know, thanks for thanking me. <laughs> like, I love it. Like, yeah, that that, that <laughs> whole scene was perfect. And then uh, Tony meets Peter Parker, which was like. That was yeah. awesome. Very good. So good. Yeah. What do we think of that scene? That whole, that whole buildup because it felt like that they needed more. The movie at least needed more time. Um, not needed more, but 
they allowed more time in this so that we can mm. see and get to know this Peter yeah. Parker. When I saw Queens, like like on the screen, like like Tony says, "Oh, I know who we can get," and it just says Queens. I I wanted to jump out of my seat and run around like a little kid. So because <laughs> I knew where he was going. I was gonna say I remember the first time I saw this movie. When I saw Peter Parker, I was like, ooh, I don't know how I feel about this. Like, he's so young and so, like, reminds me of my younger brother. But, like, um, I was so hesitant. But, like, now the second time viewing it, I'm like, no, I, I really like Peter. And I liked how he was introduced. Um, I thought it was really well done. Yeah, the the question I was going to ask is, like, okay, do you think that Tony was a little bit selfish in bringing Peter into it because it's like yeah he's got powers he has talents that he could use but at the same time he's a kid do you think that that was kind of selfish for him to bring it into like this affair this this war I mean let's let's re- yeah. that's a great question a let's rewind a, a, a quick second I want to hear your theory but um you know, just let's rewind a quick second. You know, let's go back to why Steve Rogers doesn't sign the Accords. Because, you know, like, I, I think that whether or not he's a kid, it doesn't really bother Tony as much as the fact that, okay, this is a kid with power. Um, so he's more than just a kid. But uh, maybe, Ronaldo, you have something more um, firm or solid. I think Tony's... Kind of like in the MIT scene, he gave all those students that free money that I could really use. Um, I think in the same way, he's looking for kids that have power that he could mentor. Like, I think he's trying to find almost someone that won't make the mistakes that he made or that he thinks he made. Um, and I think, because I think when he gave all that money to the MIT kids, to me, it, it looked like okay, I can help genius minds like me do good for the world, the good, the good for the world that I failed to do as a CEO of Stark Industries. And I think Peter is a way for him to do that with with a superhero because none of those MIT kids had superpowers. So. Yeah. So it's almost like a way to train. Tony Stark of, looking for the next Iron Man. Yeah, that's what it looked like to me. Um, even the first time I watched this movie, because I had an argument with a friend about this, because my friend was like, yeah, he's way too young. He's 15. But Tony built his first machine mm. that could talk. Well, maybe not talk. I think it could communicate, but it couldn't talk. And he was 17. And he did it at MIT. He was a super genius. So Tony's looking at it like, yeah, this kid's just like me. Like He's building all these little gadgets to, to, to fight crime or help people in New York City. He's just like a chip off the old block. That's that's what it looked like to me. Uh, yeah, I think I see your point with that. Antonio doesn't have any kids mm-hmm. at this point yet either. I think that argument makes sense. Yeah, I see your point with that. I still think it at was the same time. Idea. And War Machine had a yeah. point. It's like, why did you get this kid? War Machine yeah. was telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> He was telling the truth. He goes, why'd you get this kid? Right. Yeah, because Rinaldi, your point makes sense. That is a good question. Yeah, it makes sense, but at the same time, it's like he could have really sustained some real injuries 
<laughs> and so it's just kind of like it was none of his business. You took him out of his whatever yeah. and you included him in something he wasn't included in. Maybe eventually, maybe if we're thinking long term, mm-hmm. everyone super powered would be involved, but it's still kind of like, yo, <laughs> did he didn't even like finish puberty yet? You're gonna but break do you think him? He's like, worried that he'll get arrested. Yeah, but isn't he worried that he's gonna get arrested? Because he's caught on YouTube like saving a bus or whatever. So it's like, what if he got arrested for breaking the Sokovia cords? Because he's some superpowered kid doing stuff on his own, no supervision. But 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 yeah, I think he's more afraid of his mom finding oh, out. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Don't tell Aunt May. <laughs> yeah, I think he's more afraid. No, I'm of saying that. Tony though. Tony has a father figure is worried about that. Oh yeah, no, Tony. Yeah, Tony doesn't. Yeah, Tony has to think about that, and Tony did not. I want to ask you guys this question. I want to ask you guys this this question since we're talking about Spider-Man. I picked up on something on this time viewing, this scene, um, that I never noticed before. Um, When when Tony Stark was fiddling around in um, Peter's bedroom, and he found the costume, he found the goggles, he was messing around, whatever, and... um, Peter Peter says, oh, I'm not blind. I can see through those. It's just whatever whatever happened to me when it happened. Mm. And I'm like, wait a second. Why did he say it that way? We don't, we don't hear anything about a spider bite. Hmm. Yeah, they left that open-ended on purpose. And I love that part. I, I love that they did that because it's like, Dang, did they, did they, like, could this could be a completely different origin? And they're just like, we don't care about the origin. Mm-hmm. It seems like it, like they're, they're taking a different approach. I know in um, there's an alternate universe in the comics where a spider gets injected with a super soldier formula that, that makes, that gives half his powers. Mm. And that's what bit Peter. Um, and he didn't like he didn't like get sick or anything. He just started growing more muscles like Cap. It was like the same thing as Captain America. But you know they might be trying to do a different version or a different just take a different approach. You know because I don't think people want to see the same spider bite and then mm-hmm. he gets sick and then you know he takes off his glasses and oh I can see like we already seen that. So. Yeah, I don't know. I just picked up on that and I was like, you know what? They don't ever say anything about a spider yeah, bite. Wow. It could be something totally different. Which I thought that was like clever. Like how much we mm-hmm. don't care about his origin story. Totally. I guess they wanted us to know the person. I think they made so many Spider-Man movies. Yeah. You don't even yeah. need it. We just want to know the person. You don't need to know the Exactly. Yeah. So they get all their, their teams together and then they end up at the airport and they have this huge fight. Um, but I was thinking that we could take a break from the plot and talk more about the plot in this way and move on to our next segment, um, Rinaldi, because I think this is this is a great way to, to kind of jumpstart the story of the plot is to talk about Zemo. Okay. But I want to introduce Zemo in a session that we call a little R&R. Helmet Zemo and his words, his code words, whenever he tries to 
get Bucky and turn him into the Winter Soldier. Longing, Rusted, 17, Daybreak, Furnace, 9, Benign, Homecoming, 1, Great Card. For RR, I'd like to tell you my problem in a series of code words Labyrinth, Convoluted, Plotty, Not Zemo's plan, but Russo's plan. Lucky. Let's make this very clear. His plan, in and of itself, makes total sense. The motivation is there. It's very clear why he does not like the Avengers and he wants to go after them. But his plan and the execution of his plan relies heavily on luck and is dependent upon specific people acting a specific way that he cannot directly control. To help me with this, I brought my friend Neil Ketrome, who wrote this article on StockExchange.com. Zemo's plan seemed to have too many lucky coincidences. Zemo went to all the trouble of killing the ex-Hydra guard, bombing the UN, killing the shrink, and setting off an EMP just so he can ask Bucky in person about a mission report. How did he know about this mission report and why it was important? Without this report, how would Zemo know that Bucky was the one to kill Stark's parents? If he knew, why was he asking for the mission report from everyone in the first place? Did Zemo know about this existence of the videotape? How could he have known that? Without that tape, his plan falls apart, since Cap and Iron Man make a truce in Siberia. Zemo planned his revenge for a year, but the Avengers' disagreement starts with the Sokovia Accords. How could Zemo have known about the Sokovia Accords, which were only proposed after the Nigeria disaster? Huh. Very coincidental for Nigeria to happen just as Zemo launches his plan. Timing. If the EMP had been delivered 10 minutes before or huh. after, the plan falls apart. It has to go off just as he's interrogating Bucky. Also, you would think that the UN would put some guards in the room while sending someone to interrogate such a high-value prisoner. If that happened, and Zemo started to read the activation <laughs> code words, they would have stopped him right away. Plan fails. True. The UN sends their top shrink to talk to Bucky, and no one has seen his face. Zemo doesn't even disguise himself. For this videotape to work, Zemo specifically needed Tony Stark to be there, since the tape only has emotional value for him. Yet Zemo does not provide any information to Stark about the base or tape. If Falcon has not given Tony the address of the base, he would have never arrived. Cap and Bucky would have to shut Zemo down. Plans failed. Even for a comic book movie where the bad guy's plan only exists to provoke some central conflict, it seems a little too convenient. Anyone see sense in this plan? Is there anything I'm missing? Wow. What? Points were made. You done? I mean, this, this movie is about Zemo. <laughs> this movie is about a conflict between Tony and Cap that's been going on since the first Avengers. This movie brings it to a head. And we get to see it from Cap's point of view. I feel like Age of Ultron is Tony's point of view. 
you know, because we saw that nightmare vision that Scarlet Witch gave him, where all the Avengers were dead and aliens took over the world, and Tony built Ultron because he wanted to prevent that from happening. Cap does not know about this vision, or even if Tony did know that in that movie, Cap can't visualize Tony's fear. In this movie, we see Cap's point of view. He's afraid that Bucky will die uh, buried as a terrorist and a traitor to the United States. Even though Bucky risked his life to serve the U.S. government in World War II to stop the Nazis. Cap doesn't want Bucky's death to be meaningless or to live a life with his weapon. So he risked his own life to help Bucky. Zemo obviously knows this because he got all of the files that Black Widow leaked to the public at the end of Thanks a lot, Black Widow. Once again, you Anyway, because of Black Widow, Zemo had all the information he needed to take advantage of the tension between Captain America and Tony. All he needs is Tony to be in that room. There's no deadline. Zemo's family is dead. He has nothing going on. He could wait two years, three years, four years, five years, six years, seven years for Tony to show up in that bunker to watch the video tape. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah, he got lucky. But it's, it, your point would be stronger if he had a deadline. He had none. Avengers killed his family. He had all the time in the world to do whatever he was do. He, he told um, the Hydra general that he spent a year planning this. A year. This man has no life. Which explains a lot. Anyway, I think this movie does a good job of making the villain no one, really. I mean, technically, Iron Man's the antagonist of this movie, Captain There's really no villain. This movie does a good job of creating a debate that is beyond the one-dimensional idea of a hero versus And that's what I think. Good job defending the movie. I still think that Zemo's plan relies heavily. Oh, he just needs Tony to be in a bunker. That's it. That's all he needs. So so let me so here's here's how I add. So here's here's then then I ask you this question then, Rinaldi. Um where what was Zemo doing in um that bunker? Um Towards the end of the movie, um, he chops away at this door. He goes in, and so what was Zemo doing there? He was going inside the bunker. Right. What was he? But what was he doing going inside the bunker? What was? Why did he? He had to get on a, a jet, a plane, or something to go yeah. to the bunker for for to what? Play the video tape. To who? Tony and Cat. Okay. So how long how long did he plan on staying there? I mean, he could probably stay there for months. There's probably some, you know supplies in there. He might have brought supplies. That's an interesting theory. Um, how is Tony even gonna know to go there? He probably he probably knew that Tony was gonna interrogate everybody about him because he he got caught on purpose. 
in the hotel when he killed that lady. He 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 did it. He did it. Um. He he did. He wasn't sneaky about it about that on purpose. So, because he figured Tony would ask, you know, a bunch of people about, hey, who's this guy that was interrogating Bucky? It, it says in this news report, um, he was seen at a hotel where a maid was murdered. You know, so he figured Tony would be, you know, doing an investigation to find him. So, so then my next question would be, okay. Uh, dude, dude gets murdered in a tub. That I'm sorry, gets not the maid. It was the guy um, sent out. He whatever. murdered the guy on purpose without without hiding it. Okay. Okay. Well, he did it on purpose without. I got that. I got that part. But how does that ensure Tony Stark seeing that? Because he knows Tony. He knows how he operates. He scans all the news networks all over the world. That's he has. He's a tech. Tony's a technological genius. So he probably has access to that mm -hmm. information about a man that looks exactly like the psychiatrist who snuck into the to the you know the compound before EMP blowed off, and, and he was in a hotel where he got killed. The real psychiatrist. Okay. So so news gets out. It gets sent to everybody. It makes sense that it would get to Tony. Okay. Say Tony um, goes and interrogates Falcon. And Falcon doesn't know where Captain America is going. How is Tony going to find this bunker? Bluff, bluff, Cap. Tell him, hey, um, you know, I have, I have. Well, well, Cap has already no, well, left. Cap is there. At that point, Cap, Cap already is left. There, he can, he can tell. He can, when he, Zemo can tell Cap, yo, I know. He could lie. He could say, yeah, I know where the rest of the formula is. I know where the other super, super soldiers are. I tell you, but you need to call Tony to come here. I, I feel like for Captain America to fall for that, I feel like that's too Either much. that or he could just question, leave though, and start over again. Um, it, or it's for, it's, for, it's for Tony Stark just playing how the movie played out. Goes up to Falcon Hey, I need to find out where Cap is. And say Cap doesn't tell anybody where he's going. Then Zemo Zemo's gonna have to either bluff Cap or you know, he, he knows Cap's information. He's been spying on him for a whole year. He might realize kind of like you, yeah, he's not gonna fall for a bluff. I'm gonna have to leave and start over again. Especially with these kind of stakes. Especially with these There's kind no stakes of stakes. For him. What what stakes are there for him? Yeah, there are. This the Covia Accords. Um, that has nothing Bucky, to do with him. He's a regular dude. For, he has no power. America. For Captain oh, yeah, America, yeah. dude. Yeah. For Captain America. For Captain America, yeah. these are stakes. Okay, so uh, given the given the stakes that Captain America has, I don't think he's going to fall for a bluff yeah, like then, they call so then he would, They've been beefing this They've been beefing this whole time. They've been beefing this whole time. Why would Cap call Tony? They just got. They just okay, got so then the he would. Fight. Okay, then he would. He would decide to leave and start all over again. He would have to create another another incident that to lure Cap and Tony. Thanks. Are you starting to? I hope you're. You girls. Are but that his whole the whole point of the plan is to lure both of them to a location to watch the tape. 
I got that, but this is, I, I got that that's the plan. But here's where the plan falls like heavily on luck and making characters do decisions that you do not influence. But what, what I'm saying is he has no deadline. This isn't like Loki. He has all the time in the world. I know, yeah, he could I know, leave right that bunker that. and decide to do it at a library. He could just go to the New York Public Library right. and lure them there. With He could hire some terrorists to threaten to blow up the library. Okay, let's say Iron Man doesn't show up. Let's that. say the CIA shows up. All right, I got that. But if you, ask, if you ask Zemo, the Zemo that we got in this movie, if you asked him how the plan is going or how the plan went, do you think he would say it went perfectly? No. No, he wouldn't say it went perfectly at all. He would just say, he. Oh, this is what he would say. I need Iron Man to, and Cap to watch this videotape. If I have to start over, if the plan failed, if it, like, if Iron Man has no idea where I am because Falcon wanted to be uh, a gangster, like a, a rapper, and be like, nah, I ain't telling him, I ain't speaking on Cap. All right, cool. I got to start over. I got to come up with a whole new plan because... They're not catching me. Okay, but but at that, but by the time, because again, let me paint the picture. Say Cap doesn't tell Falcon, right? Let's just go back to this theory or this this hypothetical. Cap doesn't tell anybody where he's going. It's just him and Bucky. And then, um, you know, Tony interrogates Falcon. Hey, where's Cap? I don't know where Cap is. There's they're they're left they're left at Ground Zero. Okay, no one knows where Cap is. Cap already left. Okay, and we know that Cap is not falling for that bluff. So if if Cap arrives and they find, uh, dude, uh, Zemo in that bunker, how do you think he's getting out? It's a trap door. That's what he used in the actual movie. He escaped through the trap door. Cap couldn't even, he did Cap couldn't even break right. it with his shield. He threed the shield at it. You're and right, you're right. Going, he the trap door, yeah. So he just leaped through the trap door and he'll, you know, go to Hawaii and think of a new plan. He'll be like, yeah, the, and he drinks some pina coladas and think of a whole new plan because it failed. I don't know. I don't know if going on vacation is going to stop Cap and Bucky from finding him. They go find this dude. They go fi- so they find this dude. With the movie? What? Cap couldn't even find Bucky. And he's wanted by all the governments in the world. And he couldn't find this Joker. So why you go find Zemo? So, what, Fergie, what were you saying? That was your biggest issue with the movie? That's my biggest issue with the movie. It doesn't crush the movie. That's my biggest mm. issue with the movie. And and I'm not the only one with this issue. Like, if you, 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 you know, watch reviews on YouTube, other podcasts, other uh, articles, they have the same issue. Um, literally half, half of my R&R was an article sharing the same thing that I was sharing, that, like, a lot of this is based on luck. And then even... Like, okay, well, if that plan failed, then he has to come up with another plan. Well, that plan did not happen in this movie. Everything was planned perfectly. Everything was planned perfectly. Even the interrogation with him and Bucky. Some of it didn't work. Like if, because he didn't want the, to kill... Well, hold on. Hold on, Rinaldi. Rinaldi, Rinaldi, hold on. Hold on. What I'm saying is, even in the, in the interrogation with Bucky, the EMP, if it went off 10 minutes before or 10 minutes after uh, Zemo was in the room with Bucky... The plan would have failed. That had to be perfect and precise. I'll give you that. I'll give you the EMP. So what? 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 What part of his plan was the failure? No, I said I'll. I'll give you the EMP. I mean, 
I no, no, I, I got that, but you said there, there were other, this plan was not perfect. What was the imperfect? The Hydra plan? general didn't give him the information from the very beginning, so he had to kill the King of Wakanda. He didn't want to do that because he had nothing to do with the Wakanda. Mm. He had no choice because he needed he needed Bucky to be. That's right, boom, because that's everything. <laughs> Explosion, an explosion <laughs> that killed the king of Wakanda. So he had to frame Bucky, um, and the only way he could do that is if he killed um, T'Chaka. So he didn't want to kill T'Chaka because he he felt like you know he had nothing to do with this whole his whole vengeance of revenge against the Avengers. So mm. so that failed. The EMP that that was a flaw. Yeah. I'll give you the EMP. That makes sense. I didn't even I didn't even consider that. Yeah, no. There's a lot of things that happened way too perfectly for for it to to work. And maybe you're right. Maybe if like Tony Stark did not show up and Cap wasn't falling for his buff, maybe he had to do a redo. But that's going to be a lot of work because now Cap has seen his face. Yeah, that's true. Unless he got that face mask thing that Black Widow used in Winter Soldier. That's very true. That is very true. But I'm saying, I'm I'm just saying, just with what we got from this movie, there's a lot that's of work happening. Yeah. And um, for him to for him to pull the strings, it, I don't see any strings from him. Like, there's a lot of decisions made by Tony, and a lot of decisions made by Cap, and a lot of decisions made by each character that were not directly influenced. But by he's not really he's um, not a villain in the traditional. I think he's just taking advantage. No, he's he not. saw an he's, opportunity. He saw the Accords causing all this conflict, and he said, "Okay, this is my moment," because they're yeah. distracted. I just think that this movie. I, I just don't know if this movie really needed him. You know? But what would, what would get I would to try to movie, kill each like, other? Because they tried to kill each other when he saw the videotape. Yeah, that's the only that's the only part where like in the end, Tony sees the tape and he finds out, okay, yeah, wow, fuck you kill my parents. And we need someone to drive that because if it, it's not going to be Cap, it's not going to be Bucky. They're not going to show him that. They're not going to show Tony that tape. Because the only thing they could do outside, or at least this is my thoughts, and maybe you girls have other thoughts. Um, the only thing they could do to to like, okay, Zemo's gone. All right, how do we have some zing or juice to this conflict? Is if War Machine died? Like if War Machine died because of this, and you know, let's say for argument. Wanda kills him by accident. Like she killed. It's not what happened in the movie where Vision accidentally injures him. It's Wanda in the middle of the fight loses control and just snaps his neck in half and he's dead. You know, then you could have Iron Man, you know, because that's his best friend. He's going to like want to kill Wanda. He's going to want to kill Cap. He's going to go, he's going to lose his mind. Mm. So you could do that. And then, then you don't really need Zemo because the only reason they were fighting at the airport was because um, Cat was trying to clear Bucky's name. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe Crossbones framed him. You know, as a way to get back at Cat, he framed him for some other terrorist attack. And Cat's trying to find this evidence to clear his name. And then Wanda, in the middle of the fight, kind of loses control and kills War Machine. And now Cap and Iron Man are having yeah. this fight where they're trying to kill each other or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. The, my, other, my, other, my other thing, and we can move on from, to our you know our next segment, but 
Um, my only other thing with uh, the plan and the execution is that like, you know, what, how would, um, how would Zemo know about mission report 1991? You know, and how would he know Black what that Will has to do with Star? files and went to soldier to the public. She threw it up on a public server. Thank, thanks a lot, Black Widow. <laughs> she always messes yeah. stuff up, man. She didn't. Why does she have to do that? Why does she got to throw these yeah. files? Public. Oh man, I'm sorry. I, I... I'm... Yeah, that's a, that, Hey man, hey, we all got gripes. That was a little on our. We all got gripes. The EMP um, was lucky. So I wanted to talk about. I'll give you the EMP. Uh, was that, that was really lucky. Like it, it went off at the right. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was way yeah. too timely. Like it needs to happen directly at this moment, and no one's carrying a stopwatch in the movie. Like. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. There's a lot of things, a lot of strings, invisible strings that are that are being pulled, but they're yeah. not being pulled. Like it, 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 the directors are the ones going like, "Hey, we need this story to move on." Um, but I wanted to ask in our next segment as we um, uh, wrap up the plot section, um, we didn't really talk about the fights, the airport fight, the final fight. Um, what was our favorite moment or favorite moments in the fights? You know, the Avengers, they're at the airport, they fight each other. Were there were there moments that stuck out to you? Giant you man. Yeah, buddy. That was that was my favorite part. I was doing the same thing. Actually, actually, all the Ant-Man parts, I'm biased towards Ant-Man. So when he, he went inside Tony's suit and he's like, <laughs> Tony's like, who's talking? This is your conscience speaking. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh and then when he threw that um it was the disc that makes things grow the ones that hank gave his solo oh, movie. yeah so he told cap throw this disc it's gonna make it grow and it was like a fuel truck <laughs> he said uh. sorry i thought it was a water truck and war machine's like come on and then finally when he was like um yep or even like, okay, you can do this, 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 and then he like mm. giant, yeah. and then he grows. Yeah, my <laughs> one of my favorite parts is right in the beginning, which which is what I mentioned earlier. You know how in the beginning of the movie they're in uh, Nigeria and Cap has everybody placed strategically. Yeah. That's exactly what Captain America does right here in this fight with Tony and his yeah. guys. He has everybody placed strategically. It's the same thing, beat for beat. And uh, Spider-Man has Cap Shield, and lo and behold, um, Ant-Man is on the shield too. And he grows, he takes the shield, and he when he gives the shield back to Cap, he goes, I believe this is yours, Captain America. <laughs> like, it's my favorite part in the whole yeah, scene. Because it was so, like, it, it makes sense that, that Ant-Man would say this, that yeah. this character would I liked say how Ant-Man was on Hawkeye's arrows. And 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 he's and Hawkeye's like, all right, yeah. boss, you ready? He's like, yeah, arrow guy, fire, fire that arrow. I was like, you call him arrow guy. <laughs> uh, that was funny, but yeah, Cap was smart. He he was very he handled yeah. this fight very intelligently. Yeah, I think the um the uh closer to the end the the two the two on one, um which honestly isn't fair <laughs> uh you know but i felt like iron man was really he got, he was he got missiles down. what do you mean not fair iron man got missiles i mean but but no nah, but like no but still 
you've got like two super soldiers on one like guy like yeah no it's different like i get what you're saying bulletproof Mm -hmm. hey luke cage Dang, yeah. <laughs> so it, it, yeah. So I I perceived it as an unfair, somewhat unfair fight. But but Tony was really holding it down. Um, yeah, and I I just like um I like Tony's style. Like he's not like trained in Mister like trained in hand to hand combat. Like he's not one of those people. But like. I like that he even thought um, in his suit, like he's just, you can see how his brain kind of works through every little piece of technology he has. It's like, okay, he has a program in his suit to analyze battle data and be like, okay, now I got to switch up things accordingly. So I like, I I just like seeing uh, the dynamics of what his suit can do every time. Um, Yeah, but he really plays to his own strengths. He's not a, he's not a real like, He's not a martial artist or anything like that, but he knows what he's good at and he's able to really do well in battle. He almost won that fight. If Bucky didn't dive at the last second, like, like you know, like he's some romantic lover of Cap, like, no! Steve! Like, <laughs> that's literally, Tony was about to win and then he just leaps at the last second like, ah! That's true. With like one arm, his Looked like his ribs were broken. Looked like he had five concussions. He, like he looked, he, he was he was basically out of the fight. He just the last second tackles Iron Man, and then that's how Cap won. So, uh, you know. Um. Yeah, I was gonna say earlier that I agreed with Rinaldi. I thought Ant Man was really cool. Um. I think again, Ant Man could have been a lame character. Um. But I think the way Paul Rudd. Um, delivers all the lines, um, really sells it. Um, and the whole like scene where he gets bigger, I thought that was really um funny. Um, but I also like um Spider Man. I like seeing him in this light, and I thought he, he's a great addition to I don't know the, the team, I guess. Um, and so even him with his jokes and him like learning more about everyone and everyone's powers is fun mm-hmm. to watch too. What'd you think of, um, hey, Captain America, Spider-Man. <laughs> what, did you, what did you think of um, when he caught Winter Soldier's metal arm like it was nothing and said, whoa, he had a metal arm? Oh, I don't cool. think people understand. <laughs> yeah, I don't think people understand what happened in that scene. That's a soldier with shot. That's a super soldier with a metal arm. That, yeah. Yeah, and he caught it like nothing, and he goes, "Oh, you got a metal arm? That's so cool!" <laughs> like that, that young man. This is a fifteen-year-old boy. Remember, this old. is a fifteen-year-old boy. And what's a soldier was also, shot. I don't know if you guys shot. caught it. He was like, "Wait, he caught my arm? Like what the heck?" Yeah, he's never encountered. Yeah, something. he like looked at. It, he's like, "How did he?" <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know if you guys noticed. There was a part. Um, in that that whole fight between Spider Man and when he was fighting against Falcon and Winter Soldier, where I I don't know what it was that um that uh, that Bucky threw at Spider Man. It was some big door or something. I don't know. It was something. But like Spider Man sees it coming, but he doesn't look back to see it. You know, I don't know if you guys uh, caught yeah. that. He he goes, oh no, and then he quickly looks and he ducks, and then then, then you know. It goes right past him, and then he throws it right back at Bucky. He goes, I, I think this is yours. He throws it right back. That's a yeah, spider sense. that's what it was. Yeah. 
which I thought like was a, such a cool way, like very subtle. And if you don't catch it, then yeah, you missed it. True. But it's so cool. Like, yeah. oh, wow, that's a spider sense. Mm, yeah, man. Like he saw it coming. And My favorite blow. part, Spider-Man part, was when um, it was during the, the Winter Soldier Falcon fight. And he's like punching. Um, mm. He's trying to punch Falcon's jetpack. And he's like, you have the right to remain silent. And if Falcon's <laughs> like, kid, you must have never been in a fight before because we, you don't normally, you're not supposed to do this much talking. Yeah. And then he, break, he goes, oh, yeah, sorry. And then he okay. breaks the jetpack, <laughs> and then Falcon falls to the ground, and he's like, I'm sorry about this, but I'm going to have to bring you. And then Falcon's like drone, like throws him out of the room. And then um, mm. he and which and then Falcon and I'm Winter glad you Soldier mentioned that because it's like did he not see that yeah because Falcon and Winter Soldier were just like I hate you and he's like I hate you <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah but the, yeah having Spider Man in this movie was cool um, I liked well there's two parts in the fight where he's fighting Cap and um, he's like talking to Cap as he's fighting he goes yeah Tony told me not to trust you he also told me go for your legs. But, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was just so cool just to see that that talk and how like you know Cap was able to kind of you know he didn't hurt the kid I don't even think there was a point where he like really harmed him he just trapped him underneath this yeah. thing like hey you gotta hold this thing up. There was a Reddit debate you know? where people were arguing if Cap really was trying to kill Spider Man because how would Cap know how strong he really is? What? But I mean, that you know what that's a great point. But then, like, again, why would Spider-Man, knowing how strong Cap is, fight exactly. Captain America? That's like Black Widow trying to fight Cap. Cap can examine it. He's doing it because Tony told him to. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That is true. That is very true. It has nothing to do with whether or not Spider-Man knows. It's like, okay, no, Tony Stark yeah. knows. Like, no, you can take him. Yeah. But then... But then my second favorite scene, uh, not my second favorite, but my second favorite scene of Spider-Man in this fight is when they're fighting Giant Man. And uh, it's it's Spider-Man, War Machine, and Iron Man. And Spider-Man says something about, hey, guys, you remember that movie where, you know, you wrap up the legs of these big machines? And uh, and what does it say? Uh, War Machine goes like, hey, Tony, how old is yeah. this kid? He goes, nothing. Just listen to him. <laughs> um and he's basically talking about yeah. Star Wars, where they wrapped up the uh, the legs the from those uh, what is it uh, AT yeah. the at ats. Um, they walk, they wrap up the legs and they fall. Same thing with you know Ant Man. He's like, hey, I'll wrap up his legs. You punch him and he'll get knocked down. But that's like, it's a, it was a cool like nod. You know, I think when Vision um, showed up in Disney that fight, I I uh, started having a panic attack. There's one point in the fight where Vision just randomly shows up and shoots a laser at Cap's feet. It's like, yo, you guys need to stop. Oh, yeah. He stops everyone. <laughs> you need to stop this fight. I know you're doing what's right. But... I feel like, I feel like you know, Vision is so powerful, but they could they could write him more powerful. He like, doesn't want to hurt anybody. How powerful he is, and he's underused in these movies. But, yeah, but, true. But it's so slack. But, but if, he, if he went full power... <laughs> He would kill people. He would have killed Cap in five seconds. Yeah. Yeah. This is true. Oh, there goes Captain America. Uh, let's have a funeral for Steve Rogers. 
Vision is basically Vision is basically like great value Superman. Wait, or great value Martian Manhunter. Why do you keep Rob keeps great value? I would say more great value Martian Manhunter. Wow. No, well, oh, well, yeah, I guess I could see oh, that. Oh, yeah, I you guess know I could what? See you might be on a song. Because Vision has, like, different types of powers. Like, he can fade through things. Like, yeah. Because he's a... Res- you can tell Vision's not an original character. He's a response to a yeah. character. We could do a whole podcast about that. That's true. Because Marvel and DC like to... So, they like yeah. battle rappers. They, yeah, yeah, they, they like to copy to- each other's characters. <laughs> Nick, like that yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is very yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, Hawkeye is a copy of um, that is Aaron, that's a whole nother. Yep. Wow. Yep. So, so, so more yep. people to put yep. on the great value rack, huh? Just expand. Oh, I love There is a there is a discount section in every supermarket. Yeah. Okay. And when you go to that discount section, you will find Vision. Dang. But. If you want the whole the 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 whole wheat, the the freshly made like original original, all the way in the other side of the store, by the deli. Mm. Right. Yep, Tell yep, yep. about it. It's true. But I don't know if there's anything else you guys want to talk about from the plot, from the movie, any favorite scene. Um, But uh, Rinaldi, do you have a trivia question for us? I have two trivia questions. Oh, boy. But can you get them right? This trivia question. Okay, so in Captain America Civil War... Towards the beginning of the film, War Machine arrests Captain America and tells him, congratulations, Cap, you are a criminal. In the comic book version of Civil War, which Marvel character attempted to arrest Captain America? You have three guesses. You have access to every Marvel character that we've covered to this point. Okay. Uh, so that was going to be my hint question. Like, is it characters we've seen in this movie? In these, in these movies. movies, yes. Okay. Anyone you've seen on this podcast is fair game. I, I can't give you any more hints. Okay. And we have three, three answers. Three. Three oh, answers. Wow. Okay. Um, you can text your answers to me. Honor system, right? All right. Well, I know I lost, but. I lost, but I tried. Oh, okay, you got it. All right, so let's 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 do this thing. So Rob's first. Um. So he has Nick Fury as his number one, and then Iron Man and Spider Man. Oh. Is any of these right? You're at, wait. That's my list, right? Yep, that is Robert's list. Yep. None of these are correct. 
None? Dang, that's hard. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so Fergie had, the only thing different on Fergie's list was Ross, which is a good guess. It's a very good guess. <laughs> um, but it's it's incorrect. Fergie good. Ross. Okay, we, uh, you had Dang, Black bro. Panther as the only thing different on your list. Um, mm -hmm. Black Panther had very little to do with the comic version of Civil War. Um, I knew it was wrong. I just couldn't think of anyone anymore. Okay. Oh, boy. It was a throwaway. Right, so y'all want to know who tried to arrest Captain America in the comics? Wait, do we get a second? Do no, we get a second? Do we have a drum roll back? We, we have a different drum roll. Wait, wait, wait. Let's see. I got yeah. drum roll. <laughs> this. Unfortunately, all y'all struck out. Strike three, you're out. Um, I'm hey. Maria Hill was the person that tried to arrest Cap. Oh, wow. So stupid. I was so close right. with Rick Dang. Dang. Oh, that's crazy, I thought in my head, put let me put Maria, and I was like, nah, it gotta be Nick. If it ain't him, then it wasn't. So the second question is, War Machine gets injured. This is very War Machine-centric questions. So War Machine gets injured in the movie version of Civil War. Um, in the comic book version of Civil War, there's a character who's killed in the battle between the Avengers. There are two Avengers responsible for this Avengers death. Who are those two people? And this time, I'm going to give you four guesses. Can we list it? I'll use this as an example. Ross and Maria Hill. Okay. There you go. They killed an Avenger in the comic books. So that would be one answer. And then you'd have to go to... Three, four. Oh, jeez. Man, okay. Oh, I don't feel good about. I don't list. either. Like, I don't know who to good choose at all. <laughs> like at all. Do you feel good about your list, Fergie? I channeling and I'm praying to my Lord and Savior wow. to guide <laughs> me to the correct. <laughs> People are now so confused of who the Fergie is in the podcast. Like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm channeling and praying. <laughs> Fergie, Fergie's like Daredevil. She likes, she believes in Jesus, just like Daredevil. <laughs> Yikes, oh, wow. Daredevil well, is the worst. Not, <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Different denominations. Well, okay, he's not the worst, but. There's some things he does in the Netflix thing that annoys me. I see. Mostly Karen. This is the MCU movie <laughs> podcast, not the MCU television show. Yo. Yo, can we just like invite your boy Andre to one of our episodes? Um like, Dang, which one? Oh, he um he's a he's a big Infinity War endgame fan. He's he's watched each of those like twenty times. He's going to be interrupting us a lot. Oh, what do I say that Yeah. But I don't know if he's into the other ones. Okay. 30 seconds. I, I submitted my list. I don't know. I don't know. Y'all got 30 seconds? What? 
30 seconds. You know, these, these trivia questions make me second guess how much I love comics because I'm like, yo, I haven't read a comic book in years. I just have a good memory because I haven't read Civil War since I was in Kansas Oh, you got a fantastic I've, I read that 10 years ago. Blake actually gave it to me. Well, he gave me one of the paperbacks. I had to buy the other ones. Because me and Blake had a Marvel vs. DC mm. argument. He was like, oh, really, brother? Well, let me show you what Marvel's got. Bam! He threw Civil War on the table. I was like, all right, I'll read it. <laughs> all right, at least you got 10 seconds. Okay, wait, I'm almost done. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Um, no! Eight. Seven, All right, man. All six, right, you, you you made me just submit something. Now it's bad. All right, let's go, Rob. Who are, who are the killers? The cold-blooded Avenger killers. All right, so you got you got War Machine and Iron Man. Wow. Well, I mean, War Machine, that's an appropriate name, you know, for, for that role. But, uh, nope, they didn't do it. They didn't do it. No. Captain America and Iron Man? No. no Dang, that's kind of weird. They work together to kill somebody? <laughs> Aren't they in conflict with one another? Dang. I, I, so they did work. Somebody worked together. Or maybe. Oh, they maybe well, I said too much. Okay, so that's wrong. Um, Nick Fury, <laughs> Maria Hill. <laughs> Actually, I can see. I can see that. I, I can see that. Man. I can see. There, there might be a way for that to happen. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're best cool buds. Other, but nah, they, they, that's wrong. Um, and Hulk and Thor. Um, well, you got half of that right. I'm not gonna say what half. Dang! Well, don't even read mine. I didn't even put any of them on. Just so Fergie got Iron Man and Cap. Nope. Cap and Bucky. Nope. Scarlet Witch and Bucky. Nope. Falcon and Cap. Nope. Wait, what? Don't don't even read read what? Is she trying to brainwash me? <laughs> like, 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 she put homecoming. She, guys, she put homecoming in the answer. She tried to, she tried to me. give me the money. This one is All right, so Elise has Iron Man and Captain America. No. Scarlet Witch and Vision. No. But I, I really want to watch that WandaVision show on Disney+. Plus. Um, Black Widow and Captain America. Nope. Because Black Widow don't do nothing. Anyway, uh, Scarlet Witch and Hawkeye, good guess. But no. um, so, was it a good guess? Here's the thing. So, Hank Pym creates a... Um, he's responsible for creating a clone of Thor. Because Thor died. Um, and so, Hank Pym took um, his DNA and made a clone. And that clone killed an Avenger in Civil War. Huh. So that's what happened. So Ant Man and Thor killed an Avenger. Yes, uh, I would have never guessed that. Scarlet got arrested. Never... Just like in... yeah. Well, congratulations, Rob, on getting it somewhat right. <laughs> You're welcome, Fergie. Okay, next time I'm gonna. I worked hard for that. 
Next time we'll do something easier. I'm gonna do something a lot easier when we do Infinity War. When we do Infinity War, I'm gonna scale it back because I, I think I, I was a little too advanced. Yeah. Um, no, no, that's fine. I like those questions. Yeah, um, no, it was a good. It was a good trivia uh, question. But um, this gets into our next segment, um, which I'm actually really excited about. Um, oh this man, is, this is it. where this is where you know before we end the podcast, before we move on to our next episode, we talk about our ranking. Where would we rank this movie in comparison to all the movies we watched thus far? And in the beginning, it was nice, it was peaceful, but there's been a lot of civil war <laughs> happening within this um, within this chat. So. Um, anybody can start. What would you rank this movie? Where would you place this movie? What's your rank? All right, I got my rank. Number one, Winter Soldier. Number two, Civil War. Number three, Age of Ultron. Four, Avengers. Five, Iron Man, the first one. I see some raised eyebrows for the audience. Number six, Thor. Seven, Ant-Man. Eight, the second Iron Man. Nine, Guardians of the Galaxy. Ten, Thor the Dark World, Rinaldi. Eleven, Hulk. Twelve, Captain America. And in last place, Rinaldi, Iron Man. Wait, there's 13. <laughs> I'm coming. Hold on, I think I'm... Yes, 13 now. There's 13. Oh, yeah. oh, okay, I see. I put number four twice. Okay, let's switch that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to keep track. Oh, wow. <laughs> that, that's the big guess. What's going to move like Iron Man 3? Louise, do you have your, your ranking Yes, ready? hold on. Let me just switch my number so that I don't get confused here. Yes. So, <clears throat> ahem, okay. So, my new ranking is <laughs> number one, Winter Soldier, per usual. Number two, Avengers. Number three, I am able to recognize I can be emotional, mm. but can see things rationally. So Civil War is at number three for me, despite <laughs> my... about to give me a heart attack. <laughs> I know. You said Avengers, and I was like, what? oh, wait. What's what? happening? <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, okay. Iron Man 1 is 4. Thor at number 5. 6, Age of Ultron. 7, Guardians of the Galaxy. 8, Ant-Man. <sighs> Nine Iron Man two, ten Cap one, eleven Iron Man three, twelve Thor the Dark World, and thirteen still Hulk. It's probably gonna stay. Wow! I'm actually wondering what's gonna move. Up Hulk. That's what I'm wondering, man. Yeah, yeah seriously. I'm I just. Honestly, I'm basing it off like replay value. I'm probably not going to. Oh yeah, I Wow. Okay. You know. Um, yeah. So. So you would watch Iron Man again, Iron Absolutely. Man three again, but not Hulk again. Yeah, me and Elise actually agree. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. So 
I respect so my, your decision. My list, my rank, uh, at number one, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Okay. Respect. At number two, Captain America, Civil War. That's why I married you. Exactly. Uh, number three, <laughs> Avengers. Number four, Iron Man 1. I That's a solid top four. Uh, I like that. Um, <clears throat> number five, Thor, the first movie. Um, number six, Guardians of the Galaxy. Number seven, Captain America, the first Avenger. Number eight, Avengers, Age of Ultron. Number nine, we've been through this, bro. Oh, man. I will watch Captain America, the first Avenger, again and again and again before I watch Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron is like... Talk about Civil War. Like peanut butter. Anyways, um, I can't get over... I cannot get over some of the Joss Whedon stuff that happened in that movie. Um... So number nine, Ant-Man. Number 10, Iron Man 2. Number 11, Thor, The Dark World. Number 12, Hulk. And number 13, Iron Man 3. Where it belongs. (laughs) (laughs) That's my list. That's my rank. Great sense of humor. Um, Anyway, so the the list that, you know, let me lie back. Let him roll off the chair. A little bit of uh, intro Let me lie back. Let me lie back. Let me lie back. Let me lie back. Let me Unfortunately, Cap Two is a respect. It's a more focused film, and the action is just as good as Civil War. So, Cap Two or Cap Winter Soldier, and then Captain America: Civil War. That's my top two. My number three is Avengers. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number four is Avengers: Age of Ultron. My number five is Iron Man Three. Uh, Ant Man is six. Wow. Iron Man 1 is 7. Um, you know, solid movie, solid movie, but you know, it, nothing nothing that blew, blew me away. Um, Guardians is number 8. Captain America, the first Avenger, is 9. Uh, Thor is 10 because Darcy and Jane, that's it's their fault. It, it should be much higher because Thor, the character, was great in this movie, but like the human characters so it's it's down the list uh 11 is the incredible hulk 12 and rightfully where it belongs is iron man 2 and dead last because i don't know who what thor was even doing in this movie is thor the dark world i guess he was hanging out with his brother loki i guess that was that that was what that movie was about Mm. Oh man, the quest to push Iron Man three out of your top five is still going strong. It's it's fifth. It's fifth. It's, <laughs> it's almost, almost there. there. It's literally fifth. almost there. It's a goal. I want. You want to see, see it drop out? You want to see it drop happen. out of the top five? It's gotta get the- <laughs> I, I want. 
it's a process. Like, okay, we can't drop it all the way down at the very yeah. bottom. We've established that. But maybe it's like, okay, let's work on yeah. top five. What's your top five? That's your top five. All right, let's work on this a little bit. Let's see which movie's gonna knock it off the top five. We'll see. Yeah, I'd be concerned if it was at number two. Yeah, I'll be very concerned, bro. I'm going to worry. Yeah, we're doing that. Doctor Strange, though, so we'll see what happens. We'll see if we can go <laughs> down. But, yeah. Well, where would you rank these MCU movies so far? If you're listening in uh, and you are, you know, hearing these lists and uh, and uh, Rinaldi's roommate in the background and wondering what's going on back there <laughs> uh, and you're worried for Rinaldi's life, send us an email. Um, to take <laughs> um, you know, but what, what, where would you rank these movies? Um, <laughs> where would you rank these movies? Uh, do they look like Fergie's? Do they sound like Elise's? Do they smell like mine or cause fights like Rinaldi's? <laughs> um, send in uh, your rank to us uh, at our email at marvelousfriendspod at gmail.com. Or if you just want to say hello, that's nice too. We like hellos. Um, but thank you guys for listening to this episode. Uh, if you want more of us, of course you do. If you want more fun, if you want something unexpected and low-key ratchet Marvel content, you can follow us on both Instagram and Twitter at Marvelous underscore pod. That's M-A-R-V-E-L-O-U-S underscore pod, P-O-D. Uh, find us on Instagram and Twitter. Follow us there. And don't forget to review this episode and subscribe. And uh, next time you come together, uh, what will we be uh, talking about? What's the movie we'll be reviewing? Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. This is going to be an interesting one. Come back, see where we rate this movie. Thank you guys for listening. Catch you later. Bye.